Hey man, how's it going? Uh, this is story time at the Ape's Nest. You haven't, you haven't heard me before. We got, we had to get rid of the other guy. He was a uh, little too, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Decided they wanted a more gravitous kind of guy. Guy was gravitous. And that's me. But this show isn't about me. It's about stories. It's about words and music colliding in between your ear, where your brain is. It's where you keep it. It's why the ancient Romans used to call your head your thought wallet. Today's show, you're going to hear from a live show we did last month in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. It's Chris Bryota coming back at you. This time, you're not going to be hearing from the town where freaky things kept happening. You're going to be hearing from the memoirs of Count Pier Paolo Bella Luigi Boyardi. Famous, famous, famous guy of Italy. He's going to tell you about, about his life. Music is by a couple of fellas known as Squelcher. You can find find them online. Let me see. I'm actually going to look this up right now with the internet. See what I can do about it. Uh, they're going to be at Squelcher. Well, I'm going to just type in Squelcher and see what happens. Uh... Here we go. If you go to soundcloud.com slash squelcher sounds, find out all about these two dudes beeping and booping. Let's uh let's go to that story. This story I'm about to read is not from the town where freaky things kept happening. This is from a memoir called A Foul Life Unending Through Nights of Pain and Delight and Noodles by His Excellency the Count Pierpaolo Bella Luigi Boyardi, who invented noodles in the 1600s and is still alive and is not a vampire. I'm going to be reading it in a sort of Italian dialect like Mark Twain might do. I'm Italian, so it's not offensive. Here it goes. I can still remember with a crystal's precision the first time I watched a man die. I was a younger boy, five or a six. The year was a 1598. I watched from a window of our palazzo as an angry crowd gathered in the square. The cry rang out, sorcery! I was a transfixed. The dirt people of our village had a man tied to a rail and were marching him to the gibbet. The accused sorcerer. What are the charges, an old man said. A younger man cried out in the Italian of the 16th century. 
almost closer to the Latin of a Seneca than to your local swarthy pizza man talk. This man, he cried out, that sorcerer made my wiener go upside down. Yes, even back then, we used a wiener to mean a you-know-what. Such is the legend of that great city. The crowd gasped at this accusation. A wiener upside downing was immediate death in our land. Even my father, who was a newly created accountant at that time, knew not to intervene. Late that night, I snuck out over the palazzo, past the attentions of our dozing nurse, and examined the body which had been left to the crows. I noticed some pooled blood and began to lap at it like a kitten with a bowl of milk. I know what you are thinking. He is a vampire! A cursed creature of the black soil who lives from the red blood of the living. But that is a banana talk. Show me a little boy who is not curious. A little boy who is not sipped at the black blood of a murdered sorcerer. And I will show you a real chicken shit. Yes, my warm pinkish friends. I am the Count Pierpaolo Bella Luigi Boyardi. I am he who invented a noodles and came into a great fortune to add to my family's titles. This was over 500 years ago, and now I am alone and frightened, always running from the lights and avoiding the company of those who walk into the day. Yes, I am what you young warm mayflies whose lives speed by like a bicycle would call a senior citizen. I am so old that bicycles are the fastest thing I can think of. Can bicycles go faster than time itself? I do not know if science has answered that yet. People are desperate to know how I have lived for all of these centuries. They want to know because they keep dying. I, whose body has withered until I look like an outraged dandelion, my half-head blown by a forgetful child. They dream of my gift because they keep dying, you understand. They know like. They say, are you excellency? A Count Boyardi. How is it you remain like a rock, but like a rock that could have a dandruff? And dandruff doesn't just mean flakes of skin, but entire swaths of flesh like a toilet paper. My point is, how do you persist through the shrieking years while people like me and my wife, Helen, keep dying? And then they adopt a shocking sort of intimacy with me. 
like people who feel the right to caress up a pregnant woman's belly and say, is it a because of you, Excellency? You have adjoined that foul society of wretched demons who haunt the night's alleys to feed on the blood of your warm fellows. Oh, the outrage I feel at this impertinence. I tear the cords of their necks like shoelaces and drink the fluid from their throats like an enraged rat that has been insulted by a pouch of Capri Sun. That's not because I'm a vampire, it's because I'm a so mad. And sometimes my Latin temper gets away with me. Anyway, as the life itself squirts from these people, like cream from a compressed devil dog, I hiss. No, you miserable bird, you dying fool. I do not creak through the years like a moldy ship on an ocean of pain because I am a vampire. I will tell you the secret now that it is too late for you to use this wisdom. It is because I get fresh air and plenty of exercise. It's no big deal, basic stuff. And then I allow the blood to spray from their necks like a finger on a garden hose, which is an invention that did not come along until I was well over 300. In my day, we used to water the lawn by drowning a dozen crows and then pouring their bodies out onto the grass. And when I say we, I mean, of course, the servants. How dare you, you middle-class worms with your Home Depot buckets and your riding lawnmowers. Yes, beautiful exercise. How I used to enjoy the playing of sports, flinging my wet, heavy body against other men in a contest of will turned into flight. That was before old age caught me. Before the blood of my body withered into a sad cocktail of white chunks, like clots of rancid cream in a straw-colored liquor. That is what my blood looks like. Before my body withered into this sad piece of hairy paper, like someone needs to shave the Magna Carta. Before I aged to the point where to gaze at a woman's precious folds causes no more reaction in me than if I were looking at a duck wearing eyeliner around its asshole. I no longer have the ability to engage in sports with this failed body. The last straw came when my legs seized up. This was back in the days of Kaiser Wilhelm. I woke up and my legs, they could not bend. A doctor examined me 
and told me my cartilage had turned into kidney stones that soon would travel up my thigh to be passed painfully with my waters. The doctors were of no help. Just as an example for you, at the time, the men of medicine still believed it was a scientific impossibility for people with freckles to feel pain. I can tell you from personal experience this is not true. I have made the freckled sing like spotted crickets with exquisite agony for hours as I tasted their blood. But just for science's sake, not because I am some breed of ghoul that cheats the grave with the blood of men. I reported my findings to the doctors, but they said it was anecdata. The fools. Let me tell you the latest rebellion from this disobedient body I am cursed with. We have already discussed that I am hundreds of years past the desire to lay with a woman. This function I do not miss. I still must use my organ for certain functions, however, so it's good for it to be in a working order. I no longer urinate. A hiss of air is all that follows that rare urge when it surfaces. And sometimes if I've eaten a bit of that black dust you find on old onions. No. This is not what I use it for. You understand? I have a trouble taking in the food through my mouth. Food dribbles from my melted jaw like sand from a rubber pot. So I have to stick my peculiar member into liquid food and breathe in sharply. And this way I can take in my food like a titanic mosquito wearing a beautiful silk necktie. One day I was feeding when I noticed well, you know how an older man gets hair on the outside of his ear? This was like that. Except in this case, it was a toenail on the end of my wiener. Yes, I told you that word still seems pretty cool to me. Anyway, a toenail! Oh, the disgust I felt at this. It was fully grown. It needed a trim if I'm being a frank with you. I guess it had been there for a while. I suppose I should have paid more attention. Yes, that one's on me. Do you have any idea what it's like finding a someone to give you a pedicure on a dick nail? Luckily, I am rich, so I can always find a someone. Still, I shouldn't be such a gloomy Gus. It is a good thing for a hunter to have a new claw. Another secret weapon to deploy when your prey looks up from his cell phone and manages to fend off your hands and teeth. 
Not that I hunt humans to drink their blood and thereby usurp unearned years. Maybe I'm talking about a piece of toast. Yes, toast. That I must sneak upon to wield my claws and fangs, only to surprise it with the clandestine raking of my foul wiener claw. Like my dear father, the first count used to say, it's tough to be over 500 years old and hunted by your fellows for suspicion of the foulest deeds that strike terror into their hearts as they lay their children to sleep. But it sure beats the alternative. I like that one. Thanks, Chris. The uh, music you're hearing during the narration is by Hesher Aunt. New act out of Boston. You can find them at E Kronk, two K's, E K R O N K dot bandcamp.com. I think you'll like that a lot. Why don't you kind of give that a listen and uh, tune in next time to Storytime at the Apes Nest. <laughs>